0: is the week of May 26th and this is MASHcast 122. Episode of the Mashes Button Cast. I am Jarrett, and I am here with the games industry public defender, King of the South, and Scourge of Ironforge, Nick Zelenkavage.
1: I don't, I don't know if I want to be King of the South. Uh, I'm fine with just Scourge of Ironforge. Let's I'll go think with about that.
0: It. I'll, I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes welcome to another episode of the, of the mashcast not just another episode but a new season season six we've been, that would make you think we've been doing it for six years but we have not we count seasons weird here <laughs> so, so uh yes yeah, so season six start no idea where uh where uh our ally from the great white north is um but i'm pretty sure he's okay he's in canada it's a safe place
1: Season six has the musical episode, doesn't it?
0: Ah, one hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> good. <laughs> that's when things start going downhill, right? That's like that's the new shark jumping.
1: Yeah. Well, no, I think they started going down until in season five, but it's still maintained. Season six is when it really becomes noticeable.
0: Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Our days are numbered, according to Nick and Cabbage. Yes. So, uh, I think the what was the last episode we had was about packs. Yeah, it yeah a, it a,
1: it, the post PAX episode.
0: The post PAX episode, and we were planning on doing an episode, I think, last week. Uh but oh, I was sick. I'm actually I'm still a little sick now. I'm holding back coughing as we speak now. Um But I'll be honest with you, it's been a little it's been a little strange because not much news has been going on. it it's been feeling a bit dry.
1: I think we're in the pre E3 low where I think we get like one big news item per week, and then everything else is really just scraps. And then I think everybody's kind of holding back uh, for, for E3 when they're going to start playing all their cards.
0: I don't know. The, the, the pre E3 all usually happens like, you know, toward the beginning of May. Uh, but here's the deal I think that's happening. I think E3, you know, E3 has always had a problem with, or well, I should say, people who go to E3, or the companies that go to E3, always have a problem with leaks. And I think it's. The leaks have been plugged this year, uh, with the exception of the um, Battlefield. Battlefield one. Yeah, except a of, the, of the Battlefield Hardline. Uh, it feels like the leaks have been uh, plugged up, maybe, and that's why we're not really getting anything.
1: But that. Was that a leak? <laughs> I mean, I
0: know that. I said it was a leak, but. Uh, to my knowledge, Battlefield Hardline was a leak. It was a leak, and actually the trailer that leaked out was an old trailer.
1: That's what they said, yeah. Of oh, course, they're it. probably scrambling, like, oh shit, we need something new. <laughs> 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 Fix that shit, make it look better.
0: Maybe, yeah. Mostly uh, on, on the docket for tonight, we actually only have three topics. We, uh, we are definitely going to talk about the Xbox One being sold without Connect. <laughs> um, oh yeah, talking about that Big win column for, for <laughs> Mash those buttons there Big
1: big win for inevitability <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, We're going to talk about Watch Dogs so That just came out this week We're going to talk about some of the launch issues And we're also going to talk about Nintendo's affiliate program I'll put quotes on that because You know how Nintendo feel about uh, Feels about Let's Play videos And now they're offering an affiliate program To try to fill that gap and I don't think they understand how the internet works, but whatever. i going to talk about that.
1: <laughs> You're saying the company that was the last one to get in on having an online store and online play doesn't understand the internet?
0: Yeah, I, I think so, Nick. Just a hunch. <laughs> Just a hunch. Uh,
1: <laughs> I've missed this. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So uh actually we we stopped doing the what have you been been playing but and we were the plan was to have a separate podcast which we did exactly one of and I don't know, maybe it was just we were trying to juggle too many podcasts at one time because we haven't had a chance to record it again. So I think once a month we're gonna do the what have you been playing and we're gonna do it the last week of the month, which that's this week. So uh, Nick, why don't you talk to me like what have you been playing since, you know let's, let's talk let's Talk April and May here. What have you been playing? God, I can't even
1: remember April.
0: Um, I'm pretty sure it's World of Warcraft and Hearthstone, but go ahead. Yes,
1: I did get to play finally Hearthstone on the iPad, um, which was nice. Um, and it's uh, the graphics were fairly smooth. Apparently, there's been disconnect issues. Um, and what I didn't know, and I would have totally done this sooner, is that you get a free uh, you get a free pack of cards if you would play it up for playing on the iPad so yeah so I would have been jumping on that earlier um, but yeah otherwise it's the same great game in, in all it's mobile glory and uh, yeah I like it so that's cool um, I've been playing WoW and we did talk about that in WoW, WoW, Th- WoW Thoughts and WoW Talk lots of WoW stuff going on so no need to talk about that here um, but the one game that I did play uh, was uh, Hotline Miami which was, which was not bad it, it was um, not bad was i supposed to say that it was totally bad? <laughs> uh, so i'm guessing you didn't like it. No, I, I liked it. I liked it. Um i mean it was good it, it was it was good. It was funny though because uh you would, you had asked me to play it for the one podcast and it was you know it's 10.99 or 10 yeah 9.99 on steam and i was like i have a month to get this game. I'll just wait until it goes on sale and i'll get it for like 3 bucks. And sure enough, in the last week of that month it went on sale for 3 bucks. And that's how much I paid for it. So it was funny that I know we've talked about before, like you know how sometimes people will just wait for the Steam sale instead of buying a game that they may legitimately want to buy, and that's exactly what I did. And so it worked out for me. I saved seven dollars, you know, so I was happy about that. Um, As far as the game goes, um, it's it's kind of you know it's I I don't want to say it's cute, but it's like it, it kind of. I mean, it's not it's not cute, but it's like. It's kind of self-aware, I guess, in the sense that it's incredibly violent, but it's done so in, like, 16-bit graphics. So, like, the blood spatter isn't quite as, as grotesque as it otherwise could be. Um, and it's a nice little, you know, like, top-down. It's really a puzzle game. It's like a top-down puzzle game that's disguised as, like, a, a, a murder simulator.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. That is. I've have, I've have said that so many times that Hotline Miami is a puzzle game
1: and so i mean it's 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 fun because you know you get to each level you see where the bad guys are the only i guess the only thing that really changes is the the, uh some of the weapons that'll be available on a given level like that'll change each time but you know you got to figure out the best way to get in and attack everybody you got to kill them before you know they kill you uh you know you can use doors as weapons uh you know you can you know you can throw your weapons so, you know, so, so that's a strategy, um, you know, you can get guns. And then of course there's the whole, if I use a gun, that's going to draw attention and people are going to come running at me. But if I can, you know, kill them quietly with like a choke maneuver, then, you know, I can, I can keep it all stealthy. And I have to say the plot is really trippy. Like, I think I got about a third of the way in, maybe a little more than that. I forget what chapter I got up to. It was like chapter 10 or 11, I think if there's as many chapters as I think there are
0: it's like there's definitely over 10 okay well how many how, 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 what chapter did you get to
1: I don't remember
0: I think that's 15 total
1: oh so maybe I'm closer to the end than I thought um, but yeah w- but what's neat though is you get masks that you can wear for each uh, you get masks you can wear for each fight and then the masks give you different powers uh, like some of them make you run faster. Some of them give you like, I think an increased awareness of what's around you. Uh, some of them make you a little tougher as far as your punching, or you can use doors to be le- a little more lethal. So, you, you know, you, based on the level that you're struggling with, you can kind of plan your mask around that. Um, and I'm still, what confuses me is that like it's an interesting game because you have the puzzle level which is basically you going into a house and killing everybody and then after that there's like a little vignette of like you going for like a sandwich and you talk to some guy and you can kind of walk around the restaurant shop and and the guy is the same guy every time even though it's like sometimes it's a restaurant sometimes it's a video store and i don't understand like there's definitely some kind of Weird thing going on here that I—I'm assuming they explain in the end, but I didn't quite get to the point of them of understanding that.
0: Yeah, I think like um, I—I I really, really enjoyed my Miami. Like, I didn't realize I was going to enjoy it that much. I was like, "Is there something wrong with me?" Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> there is if you start listing the answering machine messages. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: But I don't know, I always say like Hot Mile Miami is or it's really a puzzle game in disguise. Um because that's what it is, you know. It's not just, it's not just like, you know, go you go down and mow, and mow people down. You really need to, you know, plot out your route and do things quickly and it's just a cool game. I I liked it a lot. I'm glad you got a chance to play it. I can't wait for Hot Miami 2. It was supposed to come out in May, but to my knowledge it did not. Hmm. That's that's what the trailer said to my uh, well I got a, I think I got a trailer and and a press release to say it was gonna be May but you know, whatever what else you been playing Nick anything
1: um not no not really
0: okay well I'll be honest with you. I really didn't wasn't playing that much especially in April um actually no I'm sorry that's a lie come and get to that um I got back into the Starcraft big time like I mean. Playing and watching my replays to see what I did wrong when I, when I lose. You know, so I'm kind of get, getting back into that competitively. But uh, I did get a PS4. I got a nice. PS4. Um, almost snatched it out of the hands of a kid and his mom. Almost. But it was the mom's fault because she was hemming and hawing about it. She was like, oh, I don't know. I got to talk to my husband and blah 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 and I, the sales guy turned around I was like I'll take it
1: you did that mom a favor because I think she was if she wanted that Playstation she would have been on it and I think she was like eh, I'm looking for an excuse not to buy this oh this guy took it
0: <laughs> yeah so that's why I got a PS4 I, I bought Killzone I bought Infamous and more recently I bought Watch Dogs which we're going to talk about that Um, but I don't know <laughs> this uh, first of all let me talk about Killzone because that was the worst uh, <laughs> Killzone I don't know what team they had working on Killzone Mercenary but whoever was working on that should have worked on this game Killzone what is it called? Killzone hold on a second it's Killzone something I got it right here uh, don't Shadowfall don't... there we go Killzone Shadowfall is a shitty shooter. It really is. It is a shitty first-person shooter. Um, I was never a, I was never a Killzone fan, and then when Mercenaries came out, I was like, "Oh my god, like, if this is what Killzone is now." Because the only other Killzone I played was the first one, and I didn't like it. And so I'm like, "Well, if this is what Killzone is now." I am all bored. That's why I bought Mercenaries without even really looking into it, and it is so dull and boring and. Um, they kind of changed the voice of the Hellgas guys. They don't sound as cool as they did in Mercenaries. You know, and the story sucks. Um, yeah, Mercenaries is just a better game. Mercenaries, for the, the Vita Killzone is better than the PS4, the launch title. So, they're just trying to find ways to leverage the new controller and shit like that. I don't understand it. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Um, (laughs) <laughs> actually that's one thing i have to say about the ps3 controller ps4 controller i like it but that touchpad in the middle like why why like you really don't need that like i mean it's a button too like it's just it's like the mo, the best thing about it is just it's just an extra button actually in watchdogs you use it to pull up the uh to pull up the map you know most games, uh, like uh, uh, an infamous, you use it. Like, what did you have to use it for? Um, you press it to absorb a power, or to like you know refill your power. Um, sometimes you had to like swipe up on it for certain, like for certain functions. But it's just like why? Like, I don't know. Like uh, <laughs> they, could've, they could have they could have done so much with that space. Like add additional buttons, but one now they just have one big button. I mean, I guess since it's, it's a, since it's touch. They can, you know, put gestures on it, and therefore it could be multiple buttons too. But I don't know. I don't have a problem with it, but I'm just kind of like, really, you know, it doesn't. It hasn't caused me any grief.
1: Could it could it be used as like uh to emulate sort of like a mouse pad to a degree for like any like PC to PS4 ports?
0: Technically speaking, yes, but it's so small, I like you wouldn't be able to use it with great efficiency. Um, so our Infamous Second Son I got, which was a good game. Short. It is a short game, because just as I felt the game was ramping up, it was ramping down. Hmm. Um... The game looks good, but I'll be honest with you, I mean, like, it's just it's definitely not as good as Infamous 2. Like, the whole thing about Infamous, the name of the game alone is, like, you're supposed to you know, become this infamous either hero or villain, which means a lot of the stuff you do is supposed to be done in public and it's supposed to have a lot of grandeur behind it and, you know, that's how you become infamous. People know your name. And I really didn't get that feeling in this game. Like, they tried to make it make you feel like you're infamous because people were like, oh, the guy's name is Delson. Like, oh, there's Delson, blah, 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 like, you know, as you're running by. But I'm, I, you know, with Infamous 1 and 2, I knew why they knew my name. You know what I'm saying? I'm the guy who got those crates of food down for them? I'm the guy who blew up this building. I'm the guy who had this big fight in the park, you know. And I don't know why they know my name in infamous second son, because it feels like everything you do, um, it's not necessarily in front of a crowd. You know what I'm saying? Like most of the things you do is, uh, you know, you're fighting against the, I guess, the, the main group there. But nope. I don't I don't get that that feeling of being infamous in this game, and I mean don't get me wrong it's still a good game I had fun I don't regret it but it's just definitely not as good as infamous too. Dawson is no coal he is no coal and having the the three abilities was definitely pretty cool. Four abilities, uh, if you count the last one. Um, it was it was really cool but. I, I kind of feel it kind of feels like he's a jack of all trades, master of none, you know. And to be honest with you, if you the game's been out for a while, I don't want to spoil the ending. That last fight shouldn't have, like, there's no way you should have won that fight. No way, because yeah, th- there's just no way you should have won that fight because he's not a master of any of his powers, like, he just has multiple powers. Like, if Cole came back uh, for some reason and he absorbed Cole's powers. There's no like there's no way he could beat Cole because Cole has had those powers for years versus him just getting the powers like Coles knows how to use them efficiently and it's, it's the same thing So it's Jack of all Trades Master number but it was nice being able to switch between powers and being able to upgrade like all those powers was pretty cool um so that yeah infamous was good and I'll be honest with you until Watch watchdogs came out the only other game I played was Rezogun sorry. Rezogun is excellent. Rezogun is the best game on PS4. <laughs> Rezogun is the best game on PS4. I'm sorry.
1: Is that enough to justify buying a PS4?
0: No. Even though if you get a PS4 on PlayStation Plus, you'll get it for free. Huh. So, right now at least. Rezogun is the best game on PS4. Um. And to, besides Rezogun, like once I beat Rezogun and I got a couple high scores um and I beat Infamous, my PS4 turned into a media center. Like I watched Netflix, I watched Amazon, and Hulu Plus. And are, the,
1: are the graphics for, for Netflix and Hulu better than on the PS3?
0: Oh yeah, 100%. Better frame rate and everything. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, like, now now I have Watch Dogs, which definitely overhyped. Not a bad game. But all that polish they were talking about for that, for that eight months? No. That the game is not polished. Um, on the PS4 version, I'm running into bugs. Like, you know, I'll go out. Like, you know, I'll be on a mission. And let's say I'm fighting a bunch of enemies and I die. Well, when I respawn, now all those enemies are gone. And I can just walk out of the area. That has happened on more than one occasion. More than one occasion. Um, I've ha- I had a bug. And the, on the second mission of the game. The second mission that did not allow me to continue so as i'm trying i didn't realize it was a bug at first so as i'm trying to get through the mission i, I need some to- i need to talk to a specific person uh, i need to find a potential crime is what you need to do i i rack up like forty thousand dollars okay like forty thousand dollars <laughs> i rack up forty thousand dollars on a bunch of cars because i'm trying to i'm walking around i keep hacking stuff and i'm you know i it out then i finally go to a forum like two hours after after like walking around like oh you got to turn around this corner and talk to this person. why well, I've talked to that person? and it didn't do what it was supposed to do. and I think it was because i I missed a prompt, and the the prompt disappeared too fast, and that's what i uh I had to restart it, and i I lost all that stuff, and I was so pissed, so so much for fucking polish you know on the second mission way to go q a team, way to go watchdogs q a. Uh, so I don't know. It's a uh, it's a good game, but you know what? It's got that Assassin's Creed One syndrome. It's got that repetitive syndrome. Like every mission is pretty much I, you're gonna you you're gonna hack into a camera and then survey the area. You're gonna find the guy that has the access code. You're gonna hack his phone. You're gonna come back out. You're gonna sneak through the area and get to your objective whether it's a person or a computer to hack, and then you're going to sneak back out. That's it. That's what you do in most missions. Some other missions you have to chase people in a car and you have to make them, like, you know, have, like, an accident or something like that. Then you get out the car and then you have to chase them down on foot and then you beat the shit out of them and then you get back in your car and you escape the area. That's about it. That's how it works. So, you would think that after Assassin's Creed 1, they wouldn't make... It's, it's the same thing. It's the same studios, Ubisoft Montreal. You wouldn't think they'd have another game that has this repetitive issue. Yet they do.
1: Like, well, g- Given that Assassin's Creed 1 launched the, the massive franchise that is Assassin's Creed, wouldn't you say that they did that right? Because you established the the formula basic early on and then... Now you can start to iterate on it in the future games.
0: No. And I'm going to tell you why. Assassin's Creed 1 launched the franchise, but Assassin's Creed didn't get big until Assassin's Creed 2. Okay? Um, Remember, when Assassin's Creed came out, the games... It it was 2007, I think. But it was a different industry then. Definitely a different industry than what we see now. You know, the... um, the Xbox 360 had only been had been out for two years at that point. The PS3 had only been out for a year. We were still in that new that next that the the next generation phase. So new IP was coming out, and they were more tolerant of you know IP not hitting you know certain goals. Um, this is before Modern Warfare 2. Remember, Modern Warfare 2 is where everything changed. Uh, Modern Warfare I think came out in 2007. Period. And that did well, but Modern Warfare 2 is where everything changed. So, uh, this is before that time period. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't know. Like Don't get me wrong, Watch Dogs sold like crazy. Like, it's, 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 it's sold like crazy. We're definitely going to get a sequel. Definitely going to get a sequel from Watch Dogs. But, um, I don't know. Like, may- maybe they can kill the repetitiveness in that one. And also make a better story. Like, ugh. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the story. Oh fuck it! But so <laughs> you would think, like, if you watched the previews of Watch Dogs, that it was that the game was about surveillance and taking it to the man and using their own weapons against him. No, it's not. It's a revenge story. It's a revenge story. Like he wants, you know, something happens. Ah, yeah, fuck it! I'll sell you. So it happens at the very beginning of the game. So basically, um, he loses a family member uh, because of something that happens, uh, and you, that's what you, you, he loses a family member. A family member has dies, and he's seeking revenge for that. Um, and and it's it's like really like this this thing is a revenge story, and I can't tell if you like your guy is fighting crime and shit like that, but he's really not a good guy. Like you know, you they want you to think that he's like a good guy, but yet you're walking around the streets hacking people's bank accounts
1: and taking money. I have fifty thousand dollars. None of that money is mine. Did you have to do that though? Did you have to take their money?
0: Did I? Or if I? Well, yes, actually, I did.
1: <laughs> Those are actual missions, like take fifty thousand dollars.
0: No, no, no. I have to take that money if I want to progress. Like if I don't have any money, I can't do anything.
1: So you're saying they should have given you an option to like get a real job?
0: <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he's ha- like, and you can see, like, you know, you see these little blurbs about people, um, you know, as you're walking around, and sometimes it'll be like a, the blurb will say, um, fighting a child support, fighting child support, you know, hacked, you know, you can when you hack him, you get money out of his bank account. Or just lost job. You hack him and you get money out of their bank <laughs> <think> account.
1: <laughs> so you can sort of specifically determine who you want to punish, for lack of a better word, by stealing from them.
0: If you want to, but the novelty of the hacking like that gets it gets old really fast. I don't even look anymore. I just walk down the street and I hack. I just like walk down the street and anybody who who has the hacking symbol just. Prepare to get robbed. Like, that's basically what it is.
1: I, I feel like that's going to lead to some kind of like malformed study where like people who play watchdogs are more likely to just indiscriminately steal than like <laughs> something else.
0: You, you know what else? Oh, I'm sorry. Go
1: ahead. Well, no, no. It's no, because I mean, you know, because you could be like, oh, let me be altruistic here and at least, you know, let me just steal from the rich to give to me. And no, you're just lazy. That's all it is. <laughs>
0: You know what else I didn't like about Watch Dogs? Well, what I shouldn't say didn't like about it, but one thing that's bothering me is the fact that you would think the time period is supposed to be somewhat, somewhat in the future. No, it's actually in the past. Uh, the beginning thing happens, you know, when you, where the family member dies, happens in December 2012. And then you uh, you kick off the story 11 months later. So you're talking December 20, you know, November
1: 2013. Oh, that totally makes sense because that's when it was supposed, supposed to, to launch. launch. Yeah, <laughs> that's <when it's> supposed- <laughs> And they never thought to actually update that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it was supposed to launch in November 2013, <laughs> but the thing is, like, now I'm like, oh, well, this is completely unrealistic now because technology like this does not exist. You know, I don't have to worry about somebody walking around with a cell phone hacking my bank account with their phone. You know, I know there's not, um, you know, a bunch of risers in Chicago where you know people are driving down the street. And actually, maybe there are. I don't know. Maybe I should look that up. Are there risers on the street of Chicago, or blockers? Sorry, are there blockers? Oh,
1: that's a, oh, okay. uh, yeah, that's a good question.
0: Chicago blockers
1: <laughs> sounds like a sports team. Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah.
0: I don't see uh, anything about it, but I don't know. If you're from if you're from Chicago, let us know. Are there blockers on the street? Because I have crashed many cars using those things.
1: Well, those are like the little barricades that just kind of rise up out that of the street. That rise
0: up, yeah, out of the street. I don't think so. I've never seen anything like that before. So, but it is, you know, it is kind of funny. Like to get away from most from most chases, I just find a bridge and I raise it before I get there. And I fly over the bridge. Because they won't do that for some reason. I don't understand why. And that's nothing. thing. The AI is really bothering me. I'm, I'm playing on PS4. The AI is dumb. <laughs> the AI is so stupid. I could blow somebody up, right? And somebody can hear it. Walk over to the spot where the explosion was. Check it out. The body could be five feet away from them. Five feet away from them come check out the explosion, like, oh, nothing's wrong here, and then just walk away.
1: Dude. Go ahead. So they're just as lazy as you.
0: Yes. (laughs) 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 So that's the thing about it. Yeah, well, I mean, Watch Dogs is not bad. I'm not having a bad time with it, but it definitely was overhyped, and there's definitely some issues. They could have easily, I think, taken care of, you know. But whatever, I don't I don't understand why game developers can't can't come out with good launch titles. Like even with the Xbox 360 um, launch and the the PS3 launch, some of the best games were ports. Like one, I'm, in my opinion, the best launch game for the Xbox 360 was Need for Speed Most Wanted, which had already came out on the Xbox. That was like the best launch title. But you know, I don't know. I don't know what it's about. This whole, this generation so far has underwhelmed me. Like, this next generation is underwhelming. This is killing consoles. This is killing consoles. My my girlfriend, she has her, her she bought her son a PS4. You know what he's playing right now? Black Minecraft? Ops 2 on PS3. Black Ops 2 on PS3 is what he's playing. He's not even playing his PS4. She was complaining to me that it just sits there. It collects dust. I was like, I had no response. I was like, oh, well. <laughs> That's what yours is doing? <laughs> no, I use it as a media player.
1: <laughs> so get the kid a Netflix account.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, but um, I don't know. Like, it's it's so underwhelming. Like, Killzone sucks. I didn't play that clax game or whatever it was called or... What's the other PS4 launch? Knack? Knack. There we go, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I knew it start with a K. <laughs> so yeah, Knack I didn't play, but I heard that's kind of balls. Uh that's like the actually no, this I hear somebody said it's like the cameo of the PS four, but I didn't mind cameo. Cameo wasn't the best game, but it wasn't terrible either. Um, according to some people it is, but I don't think so. But uh Yeah, Infamous Second Son was good, but it's not a system seller. Like, Infamous 2, to me, is a system seller. Infamous 2 sold me a PS4. (laughs) Because it wasn't Infamous (laughs) 2, I probably wouldn't have bought, you know, the PS4 so I could play Second Son. But yeah, I mean, Killzone, bad. Infamous, good, but not good enough to make me want to buy a console. Um, And now you have Watch Dogs. This is... this game was supposed to be the definitive next-gen experience, and it really isn't. You know, if by next-gen they mean connected, they, the stuff that you that you do connected on in, in Watch Dogs can easily be done on the PS3. Like, these online invasions are so fucking annoying I had to turn it off. So, this is what the <laughs> online invasion is in Watch Dogs. Okay? In your single-player game, if you have online invasions turned on, another player playing the campaign can get a contract to come and fuck with you in-game. And it's annoying, first of all, because you don't notice it until you go to play a mission. And so you go, like, you walk up to the mission, you go to start it, and uh, it it turns purple. And you can't start the mission. So you're like, fucking great. Now there's somebody else in my fucking game and I can't can't do this mission I want to do. Okay? (laughs) So then basically the person can't hurt you. They have to hack you or tell you. It is your job to find them and beat the shit out of them. Okay? It's annoying because it's not even hard to find these people. Okay? You use the. If you turn the profile on, because you, you have an area they show you on the map where this person's going to be. You turn the profile on, you walk around the area, th- it highlights them when you see them. You know, their name turns purple. Now. They can run, and you can try to catch them. Um, but most people, you can read where they're gonna go. So you, or at least I can, and so I just kind of run in front of them, get close to them, and I smack them up, and that's it. <laughs> Alternatively, you have, you know, the players who like. You can really find them when they're driving, because players don't drive like NPCs. This one guy, I was like, oh, I, I I literally just hit the button. Like, I just hit the button. It turned purple. I'm like, fuck, i got to find this guy. I turn around, and this car barrels out of nowhere, hits two other cars and a civilian. And I'm like, well, I guess that's him. <laughs> okay. And then the funny thing is, he just sits there. I guess he's like, maybe if I stay still, he, he'll think I was like an NPC player. I'll walk up to the car. I'll pull him out the car. He jumps into another car, but because of the accident, he can't get out. So I wait for him to crash again. I pull him out of that car. He runs to another car and then gets in that one. And I don't even let him go. I just pull him out of that car. And I just hit the button to beat his ass. And then I had to beat the shit out of him. And that's the end of it. I had like five people come into my game and try to hack me. And none of them got over 5%. Because they were so easy to find. They move too sporadic. Like, you know, they try to walk, but they press the thumbstick up a little bit too far. And so they run a little bit. And I'm like, well, that's the guy. And like, you, know, you just go you just go hit him. You know? Dude, like, it's so annoying. But I eventually turned it off. You do get these things called notoriety points, though. Where it'll give you, like, you know, special abilities. Like, well, not special abilities, but these upgrades. Like, you do more damage to cars, uh, You get more money from doing online missions and stuff like that. But I'm like, dude, I don't need my single-player experience to be social. I played a single-player game for single-player. If I wanted that, why don't you make it an online mode like GTA Online? Or, you know, you don't have to be that advanced. Because GTA Online is its own fucking game. Um but yeah, it's like that, dude. It's fucking. It was fucking, I don't know. It was just funny to me. How bad, how easy it was to t- to find out, you know who these people were. So you never tried invading somebody else's game. No, no, because I don't, I don't give a fuck about your game.
1: Well, so basically, though, it just it sounds like to a degree that you just got stuck with just really crappy opponents like if somebody had any kind of skill or, or intelligence and again I don't know exactly how easy it is to pull it off but I mean uh, you know you can almost treat that a little bit like spy party where it's like okay I have to move like an NPC like I have to drive like an NPC which is a really hard skill to do in those games Right. like you could I mean theoretically it, it, like, it seems that they can really piss you off without even actually damaging you just because they prevent you from doing your mission That's- so all they, all they have to do is just Stay undetected for as long as they can, and that's kind of like causing you damage.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it's really, <laughs> it, it really pisses me off when that was happening because I want to start a mission and I couldn't. So it kind of it kind of sets you back a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, this 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 generation, it definitely isn't about graphics because the game itself. I mean, it looks like a last gen title with a better frame rate and, hi- and higher resolution. That's what it looks like. higher resolution uh and a better frame rate, but you know like it doesn't have a higher like it doesn't really feel like it has a higher polygon count the um uh the cars aren't all that detailed, even the city, i mean like it looks i mean it looks like Chicago, but grid two grid 2 had a better looking chicago than this game did grid 2 you know and so yeah the like so chicago grid 2 felt more alive than this one so i don't know like i'm just very underwhelmed with this of this console generation so far and i don't regret getting the ps4 i'm glad i got one but you know they worry about you know consoles dying like this this is it like, in this console, jump wasn't as big as the previous. Like, going from Xbox to Xbox 360, that was a huge jump. And going from Xbox 360 to Xbox One or, um, you know, PS3 to PS4, the jump isn't as big. So I don't understand why these games suck the way they do. Well, not suck, but, you know, they're mediocre at best. Oh.
1: What I don't understand is I feel like we heard about, like, oh, devs have dev kits for, like, the longest time where like you know like devs are giving interviews and we're like and you're working on this for ps4 right and they're like we can't really say <laughs> yeah they're like no but yeah you know the answer is yes and so like i'm i guess it's a little concerning insofar as like they had plenty of lead time to make these games as polished and as, as great as they could be especially in the case of watchdogs which was delayed um you know they to, to really improve the polish there but is it possible just that, regardless of how the actual like you know amount of jump that's happening, you know, to say that this jump is less than the jump from the prior generation to the 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 two two generations ago to the last one? Um, is it just possible that even so, the complexity of the systems is you know it's sort of like that increases exponentially, and so it's still going to take them even longer to get to the point where we have games. I mean, if you look at like the last of us, and we, I think we, we say this every generation, you look at the games that come out, like, you know, later in the, in the consoles life cycle, you know, those games are amazing because they squeeze like every ounce of power out of that system. They, it takes them basically the entire console life cycle to figure out how to actually use the damn thing. And so, I mean, at this point, given sort of the raw power that it has, you have to think that, you know, four or five years from now, we're going to be seeing some really neat stuff on the systems. But we are not there yet at all.
0: Ah, uh, normally I'd say I'd agree with you, but the fact that uh, that the p uh, that PCs are so far ahead of where the even these consoles are, this you know the tool sets. To to be able to harness the power of these consoles is already there, you know. The, the tool sets are already there, and it's not even about just the way it looks, but even just the way it plays. Like, Resogun is an amazing game because of how the gameplay works. Like, with Watch Dogs, you know, if it was less repetitive, that would have been better. If, if uh, um, Infamous was longer, that would have been that would have been better, you know.
1: I mean, less repetitive, that seems like that's bad design. Like, I don't know how much that's actually influenced by, like, the actual, like, console development. That just seems like they're like, oh, we can just run this mission over and over again into the ground, and that's okay.
0: But that's the thing. You know, when you you see the new consoles, like, you get a lot of games that, one, you know, don't harness the power as much as you would want it to, Uh, but, two, they're also not designed that great. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the quality of the game. You know? So, I don't know. Like, that's... I'm just underwhelmed with this console generation.
1: Is it... I, mean, I guess maybe maybe part of it, too, is that maybe some of the great... I guess because, you know, especially with the new console generation coming out, as far as that kind of, like, that development really being restricted to AAA developers... Um, well, I guess, I don't know, how big of a develop Who, who did Resogun?
0: Um, House marquet
1: and are they? They're they're like, is that an indie game or are they more?
0: Um, I think they're indie. I don't know. I I don't. Yeah, I think they're indie.
1: Which I think maybe it's just that what we're seeing is sort of just a, a general shift. Sort of the 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 creative minds are all, and it may not be that all the creative minds are there, but maybe that's just where they have the freedom to really kind of like play around and it's all like, you know, like indie indie gaming is where gaming is at right now. And so you have like, you know, the, the triple a studios, which who, who are generally the ones making these games and at in some way they're bereft of talent that maybe there's just nobody there to kind of sit there and be like, Hey, you know what this game that you made watchdogs. Yeah. It kind of sucks.
0: Well, when I think about a game like Rezogun, it's on a much smaller scale than Watch Dogs is. And that's why, like, you know, they made Rezogun, For people who like shooters. Whereas with Watch Dogs, they wanted to make it for mass appeal, and that's part of the problem. But then again, I don't know, look at GTA V. I mean, GTA V, definitely they wanted mass appeal, but it's still GTA V. It's still GTA. It has its own identity. But then again, that's Rockstar. You know, it's a different beast.
1: Would the mechanics of Watch Dogs then work, say, if it was like a system added into like a GTA? If it was like, oh, it's GTA 6, so we've got all the other old GTA stuff that we throw in here, but now we've got this hacking mechanic, and you can approach the world in this way, in addition to the ways you've done it before.
0: It'll be a better game, because the thing about GTA, whether any GTA from 3, actually, fuck it, from 2 and up, from 1 and up, Every mission in g t a is different. That's the beauty of g t a and then when they, with g t a three when you switch to open world, you know it's still every mission is different, and that's not happening in Watchdog.
1: I really wish Joel was here because I want to be like, "Do you think it's a problem that Canadians made this game <laughs> <laughs> And presumably he could either be like, you know, stop talking shit about Canada, or he could be like, well, it's the French, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to screw you to the French Canadians and Ubisoft Montreal for making a shitty game called Watchdogs.
0: Dogs. Oh, uh, dude, like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not a shitty game, it's just that, one, it was overhyped, but two, like, it's got got that Assassin's Creed syndrome, man. Like, if I wasn't reviewing it, I wouldn't be playing it nearly as much. Nearly as much. You know, so I don't know it's uh, I don't want to say that this, this the, the I'm not I'm definitely not going to say this console generation is a failure so far but it definitely <laughs> is underwhelming to say the least. You know
1: do you, but, do uh, you, do you think that if it doesn't get any traction that not so much PC but mobile will just run it over that all the games will just wind up migrating there.
0: You know not mobile in the sense that we have mobile now, um, I think those alternative consoles like the Amazon, what the Kindle TV or the, the Fire TV, uh, not the Ouya oh yeah, that that's coming gone. Uh, Ouya two is next, But <laughs> those those micro consoles like would have a better chance. Uh, it puts the Steam Box in a great position, even though that just got pushed back to 2015. Um, but pushes the Steam Box back in a gr- it puts them in a great position, um. But I I, I don't know. I think it, like it it leaves them open to attack that they really shouldn't be, you know. <laughs> they should they, you know they shouldn't be leaving themselves open right now. And who knows what Nintendo has up their sleeve? <laughs> D-
1: does Does Nintendo even have sleeves? <laughs>
0: I mean, I I think Nintendo's working on something.
1: Going back to making playing cards, yeah.
0: <laughs> I, like, I mean, they, they're definitely they're back, they're back, they're backing the Wii U because they have to, but they got to have something in the works. They know, like, you know, they can't try to ride the Wii U out for the next ten years, especially since it's a console, it's, it's a generation behind. Dude, like, what what do you think would happen if Nintendo, uh if Nintendo? came out with a console that actually was comparable to pc but the epic would finally start making games for them again
1: <laughs> i don't know you know it's i i think what what, what what's going to be interesting because mario kart comes out on tuesday if i'm not mistaken um or did, it, or did it come out this past tuesday i
0: thought it came out this past tuesday. okay it
1: came out this past tuesday and and I've seen a lot of comments that this is like the best Mario Kart ever, which says something because Mario Karts have always been great. And yet it's on it's on pace just simply because there's such a small install base for it to be the worst selling Mario Kart. Um, and I don't – I mean it, it's – I guess the hope would be that it's going to sell Wii's or at least it will encourage people to get Wii's. And I think we'll have to see – if you know, well, I think I think Smash Brothers is really going to have to be the other hit in that one-two punch. As far as like, okay, look, now you got Smash Brothers, now you got Mario Kart. You you have no excuse not to have a Wii U, and we're going to have to see if that actually pushes the console because well,
0: it's going to sell at least one more because I'm getting a Wii U this year because huh. when Smash Brothers drops, I will be getting a Wii U with Smash Brothers and Mario Kart
1: as it as it should be. Yep, <laughs> but. I don't, I, I, I don't know. I I don't Nintendo is just all, all. I think they got so used to being like, well, we, we have the Wii and we kind of, we're not in the console fight. Like our Wii is so different from the Xbox and the PlayStation. Like we're not even going to kind of count ourselves the same, you know, as being in the same market as them. And they're just, they got so used to being in their own niche that, that niche is disappearing. (laughs)
0: To a degree, yeah. I don't know. I got, they got to have some of they Just They're not idiots. You know, they just can't just sit there. And of course, they're putting a brave face on with the Wii U. Um, they have to for investors. They can't make investors think that uh, they don't have faith in their products. They got to do it. Um, but, I don't know. We'll see. But speaking of Nintendo, we might as well roll into our new stuff now because this is why we stopped the what you've been playing because it, satin- it just goes, it just goes. It's, it's never short yeah we're terrible at
1: podcasting <laughs> God, that should be the name of this we're terrible at podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> uh but
0: uh so yeah nintendo like as you know nintendo uh does not like let's plays they don't like it pineapples they don't like it so um they They were before YouTube started sending takedown notices on their own. Nintendo was sending takedown notices uh, to people who were doing let's plays of their games, and actually there was some uh, some static about you know streaming Nintendo games at tournaments like Evo. So Smash Brothers in particular, uh, you know, and and in other tournaments were having trouble with uh, you know getting Nintendo's permission to stream. So now, I guess as a <laughs> as a way to make nice, nice at least, <laughs> or, or at least at least you know what they think they're doing is playing nice. They created this affiliate program that will split uh, YouTube ad revenue with uh, you know people who want to do let's plays. Now, if you want to get in on this affiliate program, you actually uh, you have to get approval beforehand. You can't just make a let's play and then expect to split the revenue. If you make a let's play without in terms of permission, they're gonna have your they're gonna send you the takedown, or they're probably gonna deny your ad revenue to begin with. So you have to be a part of the program approved by Nintendo, uh, which probably means you know you probably can't curse. You probably, there's probably like special rules that you have to abide by like Mashable's buttons will never be a Nintendo uh <laughs> the Nintendo affiliate program cuz I can I there's no way I can't curse while playing video games. <laughs> um Nick's nodding his head, like you guys can see that. <laughs> Just like um, I'm not laughing by myself here, guys. Uh but yeah, so the Nintendo <laughs> they got this affiliate program going on. I guess this is better than nothing. What do you think, Nick?
1: Well, it's, it. I mean, as opposed to last year when they just took everything down unannounced, um, this is a step in the right direction, but it's still a horribly misguided step. I think fundamentally somewhere within Nintendo and it, it's not, it's presumably it's somewhere near the top of the hierarchy, but, you know, w- without knowing where it's hard to say, but somewhere Nintendo, like they don't understand like public relations in the internet age. And so like they just, If you look at the let's play and you say like, oh, these people are making, taking our ad money. Like, yeah, in a very direct sense, that's what's happening to a degree. Like, yeah, they're playing your game and they're making money off of it and you have a legal claim to that. But if you can't see like, oh no, they're actually advertising your game. They're encouraging people to go play your game, to pay you to play their game. Like if you can't see that this is actually a marketing arm and a tool to be used in your best interest, like it. It's incredibly short sighted and it, it just it belies a fundamental misunderstanding of of how the internet works and it's it's maybe it, it, it seems like maybe somebody in the company does understand that because they've at least encouraged them like, no, 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 like show us what you're doing here, like you know, like work with us, but there's like it's baby steps. It's just baby steps. They'll get there eventually, but now they're like, oh, you know, let's go through this draconian program. I I think we've seen even with some of the other stuff with like where you have to get approval. Like I want to say, for some reason, I'm thinking like the Xbox indie indie program where you have to, you know, like get approval for stuff, and and like that'll turn off developers and some people from doing it just because you have to seek approval before you can actually do it. I mean, the one thing that I think is like. If you don't know if you're good at Let's Plays, if you're just like, you know, sitting around one Saturday, like, I feel like making a Let's Play video. Like, you can't do that. And like, that's kind of how you get started in these things. Like, it's, I understand that there's already, like, the people that exist as far as having done this, they didn't be like, you know, like, they weren't sitting around like, let's do a Let's Play video. Let me write a letter to a publisher to see if I can do that. Like, that wasn't step one. And so, yeah, there's, there, there, it's it's improvement and it's progress, but it's not... It's not enough.
0: Yeah, I mean... Some people are like, well, Nintendo has the right to do this because you know, you're making money off of their game. But at the same time, this is a huge trade-off for Nintendo. This is free advertising. Especially if the, if the person is very positive. It's probably the best advertising you can get. You show somebody playing the game as long as the game doesn't suck. and They're having a good time with the game, like... They're there having fun with the game. And they're joking around. It makes people want to play it. For the most part. I mean, some games not so much. But well, you know, for Nintendo games, like I don't understand what the what the problem is or why they. I mean, I guess I can understand you know their point of view that they're you know they don't want people to just make money without giving them their fair share. Uh, but to be honest with me, like even. Let's Plays should be covered under fair use in the Copyright Act. You know, and so that, like... From, it, oh, go ahead, Nick.
1: Well, yeah, you would think it would be. <laughs> yeah. But remember, it's not the people who make make the Let's Plays that are writing the Copyright Act. So.
0: <laughs> well, because, like, let's see. I actually pulled it up. Let's see. Uh... Here we go. Now, now, notwithstanding the provisions of section blah 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 blah. Okay. use uh, uh, uses for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, uh, scholarship or research. It is not an infringement of copyright. So this would fall under comment. Commentary. Let's place a commentary. So they are within, in the United States at least, they are within their legal right.
1: Yeah, but... If they, but one, we all know that YouTube is is notoriously, um, they're notoriously conservative when it comes to responding to copyright infringement. So even if technically you're in the clear, that you know they're you know YouTube is going to take you know whatever they think they need to take down just because you might be infringing.
0: Oh, one hundred percent. Actually, we had some stuff that on the Mashups Buttons channel where we were not allowed to put ads on it, and then I sent a copy of. Oh, the fair use you know portion of the copyright act over to youtube and they're like oh hey fuck you and then that's it you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you mean that's it they just took the whole thing down
0: like no they just didn't do anything about it they do go fuck that system is very automated i mean i'm pretty sure they get millions a day yeah you know so
1: but but even then like they're you know they're kind of monolithic you know, and, and, you know, you know, they're a company, Nintendo's a company, like, what is any individual, you know, like, let's player going to be like, oh, let me fight the system with my mass, you know, a vast amount of, you know, legal resources.
0: <laughs> yeah, for now, for now, that's, I guess, the problem, man. But this thing about YouTube, even with a, with HTML5 rising in popularity and using HTML5 video, you know, people go to YouTube, like, YouTube is that place where people can go to You know, to to find a bunch of videos at one time, you know, it's the aggregate at this point. Like, you know, the the tech is not that big of a deal. You can upload your own video. Um, if you, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, people who upload upload less plays have already have it edited and compressed, and you can put it on your own blog if you want to use an HTML5 video. But you know, who's gonna see it? Putting stuff up on the internet is like, you know. Yelling into space. <laughs> it is like you know you can put something. You can put the greatest thing. You know, the 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 secret to everlasting life could be out there in the cosmos somewhere. But we're not out there. <laughs> you know that's the thing. You can make the greatest video ever. Um, but nobody can. Somebody nobody may see it. And that's why YouTube is very powerful with that right now. So yeah, if you are a Nintendo. Uh, let's play or you wanna do let's play videos, to sign time for that Nintendo affiliate program and you know, get half that revenue. <laughs> it's you more know? than
1: it's more than none. Yeah, so
0: that's <laughs> that fifteen cent, you now get uh you know, seven point five cents.
1: You probably get seven, they probably round it down.
0: Probably, yeah, they don't even round it up, they <laughs> round it down. <laughs> uh but moving on, and this is gonna be a short one. Xbox One being sold without the Kinect for $400. Uh, who called it? Nick, who called that? I
1: believe you did.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Yes, yes. Yes, yes, sir. And uh, now I would like to announce my retirement from National <laughs> Buttons. And I will be, uh, you know, I'll become an analyst. I'm going to be working right next to Michael Pactor. Nice. <laughs> um, you know, because seeing how I analyze so fucking well. That I predicted this like right after the Xbox One came out. I don't know. I'm kind of like an Nostradamus at this point. The
1: the only thing left for Microsoft to do is to say that announce that they've decided they're going to change the name of the console and they're just going to call it the PS4, right? Like they've <laughs> just, everything else has already been turned around.
0: No, like there's definitely there's some definite differences still with the with the Xbox One. I think it's mainly going to be. The programming, or how, like the because I the the Xbox One is gonna get some stuff like in terms of entertainment that the PS4 is not gonna get. Like they are, they, I think they've already announced that they're trying. They're gonna be doing some exclusive shows.
1: Halo. Well, well, there was supposed to be a Halo show, but that might go to Showtime.
0: Yeah. So like you know, there's gonna be some exclusive shows on the Xbox One, uh, using the, the Zoom video. I don't, I don't know. No, so it's called it Xbox Video, the Xbox Music now. Don't call it Zoom anymore uh but yeah and you know what? it's funny because a lot of people were complaining i was like oh they 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 removed the connect and that's how they got the four hundred dollars they're like no they should have microsoft should have kept the connect boxed and made it four hundred dollars bit the bullet no you're wrong that's not what they should have done because a lot of people weren't going to get the xbox one because it had a connect they don't want the connect i am one of those people i didn't want the connect and if you have the Kinect stuff shoehorned in the box and it's 400 bucks, I know I can, you can still make it cheaper by not shoehorning that thing in the box. That's one. But two, I just have no place to put it. I have no place to put the Kinect. <laughs> there's
1: no place what, to fucking put it. What if Microsoft sent somebody out to your apartment to help you move your furniture around and make space?
0: I would be impressed. <laughs> I, I would do that. But still, again, there's, I have no place to put the Kinect. Therefore, I did not want it. Um, now now I, I know that's not why Microsoft did it. Like you know, Microsoft didn't say, "Well, you know, people really don't want this, so you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna push it on them." No, they did that because they didn't want to lose seventy-five dollars on every Xbox One sale. It's a now. I mean, like for every PS4 that's sold, Sony gets twenty-five bucks. Uh, but you know. If that if Microsoft did that if they actually just made it for four hundred bucks but kept the Kinect, seven they're 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 losing seventy five dollars on every sale so that's why I took it out.
1: You know uh, I w- I wonder how much of that has to do with all the leadership changes that have happened at Microsoft in the last few months because like you feel like the Kinect as much as it was you know questioned if if not outright reviled by some people. Um, as much as it was, it was questioned, like it still felt like, no, we have a vision for what we want the living room to be. And and, I, and maybe this is even to a degree, this is a rebuking of that entire, like the Xbox is a media machine that plays games kind of mentality um, where it's like, oh, no, no, we kind of, you know, you want everything hooked up to the Xbox and you just talk to it and tell it, you know, what you want to do and let that, you know, present you your content. And now they're like, no, well, we're still, you know, trying to compete with, Sony, and you know, in order to do that, we need you know we can't. This isn't the time, to, you know, to draw a line in the sand. So let's just cut our losses on the Connect by making a bit of peripheral. I mean, you you fundamentally change development for all the games going forward. It's kind of the same thing, even you know, with the concept of like, well, we're removing the always online requirement because now it's like, well, um, what was it? The, was it the Forza game that had all those those uh, those giant patches when it came out? Yeah. And so you know, it's it's one of those things like, you know, you tell developers early on like this is how the game's going to work. This is the ecosystem you can you'll know you'll be developing before because connect and the internet connection are all baseline. And now it's all of a sudden it's like, well, it's not. I mean, you can expect they'll be there cuz most people will have them and anyone who's already bought the Xbox, you know, should have that, but I mean, going forward now, I, I think you're going to see a lot of games developed for the Xbox that just that will have no no need to even respect the Kinect. And I so, think
0: you were going to see that anyway. To be honest with you, I don't it, think developers want the shoehorn Kinect functionality into their games.
1: Well. I mean, maybe it's. Well, I, I don't know. I guess maybe that's the thing. But, but, well, it's it's possible. Maybe somebody would have a great idea, like, oh, hey, like we can make a game that's gonna use the Kinect and it's gonna have this interesting hook that's actually gonna be neat and use it in a way that's intuitive and it doesn't feel shoehorned in. And that maybe the you know the the publisher is gonna be like, yeah, well, not everybody has a Kinect now, so can it? And you know, maybe that that sort of you know that killer app for the Kinect, maybe that'll never come around.
0: Yeah, well, and actually, it's funny, Harmonix definitely did not like that announcement. <laughs> um, Does
1: that even matter now, though?
0: No, it doesn't <laughs> like, No, like, so basically, the announcement came, and John Drake uh, said, his uh, his reaction was, oh, great, super great. And Nick Chester said, oh, good. <laughs> they were not happy about that, because that's what they, like, they were really banking on Connect. And now that really splits up their their that splits up their user base, you know. Um, well, and I'm I'm sure they're not gonna come out and say anything too harsh against
1: Microsoft. Well, you, you saw too that today Harmonix announced they had to fire a bunch of people and they got a new CEO.
0: They did. Yeah, it was like 37 people.
1: Yeah, and I, I wonder if uh, I wonder if if Chester or Drake were any of them because that might
0: <sighs> gotta keep I mean, the tweets it, under control.
1: Yeah. Well, and and, I mean, Harmonix is an an interesting place too. They just had that successful Kickstarter for uh, for what the uh, the Amplitude sequel. Yeah. And so it's yeah. So I mean, they're in a weird state of disarray. But um, yeah, no, it's it's. I mean, yeah, I think for the developers, I mean, it's easy for us to joke. I mean, we're not. We don't really have a horse in this race, unless you say the horse is that we kind of like bashing Microsoft, (laughs) but. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, they're, you know, they're the people, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's, it's easy for Microsoft to say, like, look, we're not selling as many consoles as we want, we need to cut the price, this is the quickest way to do it, just cut that feature out, and it makes sense from their perspective, but, I mean, the developers, are they're the ones in the trenches, and, like, they're the ones that are, you know, working hard, and, you know, trying to actually, like, use this feature, and, I mean, obviously, the Fantasia, Fantasia Music Evolve game, is you know completely interwoven with the Connect. I, I, I think like that's one of those games that's not gonna you know that's not gonna work without it. And so that it's gonna be interesting to see if you know if, if enough Xboxes sell without Connects going forward, which probably will happen. You know how that's gonna hurt their sales going forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think overall, overall, I think it's better for Microsoft that they did this. You know, if you were really trying to bank on Connect. Uh, sorry, like that. It's <laughs> sorry, bro. Like, you know, that's that's just, just not gonna work out that way uh, at this point. But I don't know, like, I don't think anybody should have been banking on Connect to begin with. Why would you do that? I mean, I know Microsoft told you like, it's gonna be in the box now, so people will use it. No, like, no, like, well, like, people didn't like the first Connect. they like for us. Sorry from a functionality perspective? Sure. People liked it. They liked being able a wave round and maybe uh, you know, do stuff with the interface. But that's if they had a connect. Like nobody like was really like, "Oh, really the Xbox One comes with connect. That's great." Like you had all this time to listen to all this feedback and make adjustments to your businesses. You know, or your, your, your business strategies, and now, now it's a problem. Like, I don't think so. Cool. Uh, so this is this is a great move by Microsoft. Also, another good move is that they—you uh, no longer need Xbox Live Gold to use things like Netflix and Hulu Plus and those services.
1: You know, it's. I think the sad, the really the, the sad thing about all of this is that these are all decisions that should have been made like two years ago. Yeah. Like, absolutely. I, I mean, if 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 Microsoft had this vision, like I guess I mean fundamentally, if Microsoft either maintained their vision for the Xbox from their E3 presentation last year and didn't go back on any of it, or if they had the if this was the Xbox as it stands now, if they could go back in time and be like, guys, guys cut all that out just pre- present the console here i mean one sony has no win at e3 last year if this is what microsoft had come out with right um and and you know and it's a much tighter console race but I mean, it's it's. I think the. I mean, that's the real problem. Is I think for the developers, it's just it's hard to work with Microsoft right now because there's no consistent vision. There's like with Sony, you know what you're dealing with. You know what you have. You know what you're gonna have, and you can produce your games in the environment with with pure safe safety and trust in the system. And for Microsoft, it's you know I I mean presumably at this point, like you know like we said, like they've kind of undone everything they can undo. I mean at this point, if any further changes are gonna be fundamental like we're getting rid of controllers <laughs> which actually i mean fundamentally that's kind of what the connect was but i'm talking like no input whatsoever um but it's you know like like at this point i think we're, it's pretty safe to say like okay like we know like they've 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 streamlined the xbox as much as they can and you know going forward developers are know what they're dealing with but yeah i mean I, Harmonix has every right to be pissed about that <laughs>
0: They, they do, but at the same time, you gotta you gotta expect it somewhat.
1: Well, it's I guess the I guess that's the problem though is like when they agreed to make Fantasia, like were they sitting there thinking like oh maybe Microsoft will make the connect non required? Like I'm sure they had a meeting and Microsoft's like oh no no it's gonna be in every system and why wouldn't you trust Microsoft?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I think it's a great decision on Microsoft's part and it's definitely going to help them out more. They're going to be selling more uh Xboxes because of this. Maybe this holiday race will be a bit tighter.
1: Definitely. I yeah. just I just wonder if this is if if this is isn't the sort of the last fall for motion gaming. And I mean as much as we, I think you've said often that it's a fad. Yeah. And, you know, like we had those, the great success of the Wii and then, you know, to, you know, to connect to a lesser extent and to a very minimal extent, the PlayStation move. But outside of that, I mean, it, at this point, I think the, the sort of the buzz on the street is all about VR. And I wonder if that's like, oh, no, you're shaking your head about that now. You're shaking uh, your head about that. I
0: mean, it's that's. It's not, that's going to be niche. VR is going to be niche. I'm sorry.
1: But it's got Facebook backing it.
0: It's gonna be niche. I
1: can I can see my status update in front of me. <laughs>
0: Facebook for your face.
1: <laughs>
0: it's that's gonna be niche too. Like that's I don't know. Like <laughs> immersive video games in general is a niche market. Okay, you know that that's the thing I get. I, I, I that's why motion gaming was a niche to begin with because it was trying to be more immersive i mean technically speaking it is more immersive because you're not moving but it requires too much work <laughs> motion game requires too much work for it to pick up and vr is gonna be a niche because you know while i love playing games i don't need to like when i'm playing dead space or i'm playing like you know first shooter I don't need, I don't, like, turning my head and stuff like that, I really don't
1: want (laughs) to do that, like, (laughs) yeah, you, you do hate turning your head to play video games,
0: (laughs) but that's the thing, like, I don't know, like, you realize, like, when you have a VR headset on, like, you, you, I mean, I, I mean, I, I know things are different than they were in the 90s, but, you know, if, that, if the tracking is not set up properly, or if it's too sensitive, you realize how much your head actually moves
1: around. <laughs> well, so, so basically, you're saying that until we get the, the interface such that you can think, turn my head, without actually having to turn your head, but the interface shifts as though your head turns assuming that we can adjust for all the balance issues with the ear that you're going to have doing that. But once we can get to that point where it's like, okay, I can sit in a chair and I can have this little headset on and I just have to think like, okay, I'm moving around doing all this stuff without actually having to make those, mo- those equivalent motions myself. That's when VR will take off.
0: I don't know, Nick, that is so complicated. And past I'm midnight, it's past midnight. not, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> But, dude, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I think VR is going to be a niche, too, because it's too, like, you know, not everybody wants to be immersed in a game like that. Like, when I'm playing Team Fortress, I don't want to be immersed in that. When I play Team Fortress, like, it's more about me, um, well, more about me dominating the other players. So, you know, I I don't need to be immersed in the fact that, you know, I'm in virtual reality with this thing, because that's distracting to me you know what i'm saying Like, does, does that make sense it's more distracting like the more you know the better oh, how can i explain it it's hard it's hard to explain
1: you're, you're able to focus more with a limited interface because exactly. you can just focus on just what you need whereas yeah. once you get more immersive like because you you try to minimize your inputs to focus just what's on important just what's important for you to you know kill and dominate and once you actually throw yourself into the VR world, while that is more realistic and immersive, it, it hurts your gameplay.
0: Yes. That is, that is, that is it. You know, it's harder to focus. Or it's easier to focus when I have my, you know, limited inputs, as you say. I think it's going to be niche. We'll see. Let's move on to our last topic here. Uh, Watchdogs um, launch, launch issues in the PC version. <laughs> not surprised because it's a Ubisoft title that's why like, I was a really I, I didn't pre-order Watch Dogs for PC and I made a joke to somebody I said if they would have had Team Fortress items I would have pre-ordered
1: <laughs> okay if, if the Kinect came with, with Team Fortress items would you at least buy it and then not put it out yes <laughs> you know I still haven't played Deus Ex Really?
0: Human Revolution? No. Still haven't played it. I haven't installed and everything. Never played it. But you know what? I use those TF2 items every time I fucking play the game. <laughs> so, uh... Basically, um... Watch Dogs PC issues uh, the first day. And I'm not surprised because, like I said, it's a Ubisoft game. Ubisoft titles do not have smooth launches on PC. Even though Watchdog, even though the PC version of Watchdogs was supposedly the definitive version, according to Ubisoft, they didn't treat it like it. Like, uh, let's see, uh, general crashes. Uh, some people were having trouble with UPlay, uh, saying that you know they're getting locked out of the game where they can't authenticate. Uh, frame rate issues, uh, graphical drivers uh, from NVIDIA and ATI. Like, they're having trouble with the, with the, with the graphical drivers. Uh, of course, you know, it varies from person to person, uh, depending on which cards you have. I know ATI, it, ATI players are supposed to catch the brunt of this problem, but actually several ATI players, I've uh, you know, users, I should say, that I've talked to, that actually have the game working right, saying that it, it runs perfectly fine on their system. But then again, I mean, if you can't boot it up, how do you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? uh but um there was actually an article with uh what was c e o of a t i or what is it what did he do uh yeah oh the the actually i can't even see what he did what I mean, what is he doing at a t i was it,
1: was that the one about the where he was bitching about game works yeah yeah uh let's see here that was
0: Oh, he's te- he's the head of AMD's technical communications. Sorry,
1: yeah, Robert Halleck.
0: Yeah, uh, he was saying that the ATI or AMD the yeah the the ATI cards are going to suffer because of GameWorks and that it's proprietary to NVIDIA and they can't work well with it. Uh, and then according to the uh, the original article that we got that from uh, on Forbes, the uh, he says he had a chance to use the updated ATI drivers with Watchdogs, and there was a noticeable difference between the NVIDIA and the ATI. Now, I mean, he could be fucking bullshitting us because who has two computers sitting around, one with NVIDIA and one with ATI in it? I don't know.
1: But that's his job, though. He's supposed to be able to like re- review the game, the different cards and whatnot. I don't know. <laughs> he's not. It's not some random guy being like, "Oh yeah, and I own two gaming rigs." Like, no, he's. Presumably a professional.
0: Yeah, but we know how much reporters make.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's he's expensing this for the company. Uh well
0: he he's he's still a writer for Forbes.
1: Yeah, they got all the money. <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> oh Nick. So naive, <laughs> so young. Um
0: but yeah, so yeah, he's saying there was a noticeable difference uh between, you know, uh Nvidia, playing on Nvidia and playing on ATI. Like I said, I've, I've talked to several ATI players. And they said they were, they, they were fine. They weren't running into issues. But were, Which, were, they, though,
1: were they fine as far as it was working and it looked nice? Or was it like, oh no, this looks beautiful because I have it in the top settings and it runs smooth as butter.
0: That's a different story. Like you know, They may be tweaking their settings a different way. I, I, I have ATI and actually my next round of cards will be Nvidia cards. And that's not a decision I made because the game works. I did it because I can get my games to run well on a- with ATI, but I have to go an extra step. Like I have to run Radeon Pro, which is a third party tool, with all of my games just to make sure they run properly. Actually, there's still several games I can't run, like games like what um, Insurgency doesn't work right. It flickers. Um, Ascend, uh, Hand of Call. I think I tried. Flickers too. I think it's a DX9 thing, and I can't figure out what's wrong with it. Uh, if I don't run Radeon Pro, many of my games stutter. Like, they'll run at 60 frames per second and then stutter every so many frames. And that, that Radeon Pro fixed that. And it's a shame, you know, that I have to run a third party tool just to get my games to run right. That was that when I ran, when I did that, you know, when I figured that out, that's when I decided to go NVIDIA next round. And NVIDIA's performance is better in general for the last few years. I mean, you can play Rage on an NVIDIA card. I cannot play Rage to this day. If I boot up Rage right now, it runs like shit on my computer. It's unbelievable. So, yeah, I mean, NVIDIA actually, when it comes to GameWorks, NVIDIA says it's not proprietary. They say, NVIDIA says anybody that wants to can request the uh, the binaries. And, you know, they can do whatever they need to. So they're saying that AMD, if they really wanted to, could, you know, change their the drivers to uh you know, fit the specifications that it's that's needed.
1: then that, I don't know see but I don't know how much sense that makes because I like I get the impression at least listening to Halleck, you know complain it's like you get the impression like ubisoft and nvidia are kind of sitting down like okay this is what the games works works does for you and so ubisoft is building watchdogs to kind of like very closely work with games works and then nvidia kind of sees what watchdogs is doing and then they have to respond to that and i guess even if they get access to the nvidia code like they're still they're still a step behind like they kind of need to be in the room with nvidia and 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 in, in, uh, and Ubisoft like all working together, and you, at least again, and this is this is totally AMD's perspective. So of course they're going to make it sound like they're the odd man out here, and that's why they're suffering. Um, but it sounds like they don't even have the opportunity to really sort of like work, you know, like work with. And and I think that may be one of the reasons. Like I'm I'm curious about that AMD. Uh, Pro tool that you use because... Oh, Radeon Pro. Radeon Pro. I'm curious about that because I wonder if... if, It almost... I wonder if if that isn't sort of like going through and kind of like cleaning up some of the incompatibilities between like whatever the default Radeon APIs are and you know, whatever GamesWorks does.
0: I don't know. All I know is that it has a option that Catalyst Control does not have. Catalyst has options that house Control does not have. I flip them on, bam, my games work. <laughs> you know, and that—that's—that's that's the end of it. But like, you know, I played like, you know, beautiful games with no problems using this. Like a Bioshock Infinite, silky smooth, sixty frames a second the entire time. That game was a fucking masterpiece. That's why. <laughs> so, um. But watch dogs, PC issues. Come on, Ubisoft, we gotta get it together, man. Gotta get it together.
1: They they don't. The game still sold well. People complained. I mean that's the one that's that's sort of the sad underlying theme is we see this time after time. That games come out and they're terrible at launch. And we say like you gotta get it together, but they don't. They don't. There's gonna be another game that Ubisoft is gonna release, it's gonna be terrible at PC launch. And maybe more people will buy it on console, maybe they won't. It's gonna happen again. Doesn't matter they're not getting it together
0: well that is grim <laughs> that is grim and on that grim note i think we're gonna let's see what's coming out soon huh uh what's this Warhammer hammer 40k kill team for pc is that a port Hold on, let me see let me look at some images here Oh yeah, that's a port. I actually. Uh, Okay, yeah, I actually played this on Xbox, I believe, on uh, Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. It's like it's like I think it's like a four v four, not four v four. It's like a four man co op game you can play. Yeah, it is. Okay, so that's new for PC, but it's not actually new. Uh, Warhammer Forty K Kill Team comes out on PC. May 22nd, looks like it already came out. Um, hmm. let's see what else we got here. Uh, let's see.
1: We got Wild Star on June 3rd. I got to I got to write something for that.
0: Yeah, Wild Star on June 3rd. Uh, I, I kind of Batman Arkham Asylum for the Oya? What? Yeah, I'm looking at May 28th. Wow. Um, that's fucking hilarious. Gravity Badgers, dude! I want to buy
1: a Wii U just for that.
0: Gravity Badgers. I don't
1: know what that is. It's a bunch of badgers in spacesuits. That looks awesome. (laughs) They got like Uh, a they got like a knockoff Thundercats logo there with a badger. Yeah, that is
0: fucking hilarious. Gravity Badgers is an active game. Is uh, sorry, an action game developed by whales Interactive.
1: whales and Badgers. That's awesome. Wow.
0: Uh, Mario Kart actually comes out on Friday.
1: Oh, so, Friday! That's weird. 830th. So yeah, so yeah, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be out. Go get it. Go buy a Wii U and play your Mario Kart. Oh, I like I like that the eight is kind of like a track.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it is. It's pretty. neat. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really seeing anything else that is worth talking about there. You know, we got E3 coming up, so nothing comes out during E3 unless you're The Last of Us.
1: <laughs> oh that yeah, Tomodachi Ta- uh, Life, the game that got Nintendo in a lot of trouble. That comes out on June 6th.
0: Oh, that's because they didn't offer same-sex relationships, right?
1: Well, that's not that they didn't offer them, but they weren't in the game. Yeah, yeah,
0: they didn't offer them.
1: Well, well, when you say offer, it's like you could choose them, <laughs> but they were they 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 weren't one of the possible outcomes.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. Alright then, so yeah, that's gonna wrap us up this, this first episode of uh, Season 6. Uh, Joel wasn't here and we definitely ran over. We're out of practice, Nick.
1: No, we're not. <laughs> if we're running over, we're back in top form.
0: <laughs> Alright, I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> as always, thank you for listening. You can catch us on SoundCloud which is soundcloud.com slash buttons. We are on iTunes we are also on stitcher smart radio for the Android and iOS device uh, you can catch us on Twitter which is twitter.com slash MTV site youtube.com slash those buttons and facebook.com slash those buttons and uh, like I said thank you for listening uh, we will catch you guys next week we think more than likely next week we're gonna try <laughs> we
1: are we are terrible at, at... Planning and announcing things.
0: Oh, absolutely!
1: <laughs> so God. We'll, we'll we'll work on that for season seven.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good one.
1: Have a great weekend, everybody.